Hey friends, this is Music Methodist, where we discuss important issues and topics for Christians to ponder. My name is John Duff, and I'm the assistant pastor here at St. Anne's in Danville, Kentucky. Today, we're talking about Sabbath, and I'm joined today by Chris Morgan, and I am the lead pastor here at Centenary. And we're excited that he's with us, and then we also have today Jill with us. So, sorry, introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jill. <laughs> I'm the children's ministry director here. Yeah, she's great. So Jill's part of our podcast team. Uh, Kathy is normally here. She's not this week because she's off because her she's got spring break. Spring break. Paxton and her. Um, the speakers are buzzing. Just there we go. Oh, okay. Okay. I unbuzzed the speakers. So Kathy's not with us. So Jill is with us today. And uh we need to be working on a um, a contract for you with the podcast because like my agent will be in touch. <laughs> Jill's been on the <laughs> podcast a lot recently, so she adds a good uh, um, twist. Yeah, I don't know, but we like to start by how have our weeks been so far, or if you had a good weekend. It was Easter on Sunday, so Easter was pretty neat for me as a pastor because we all remember when the pandemic began and we remember the Sunday that was just really really normal and then the Sunday when it's like you might get COVID if you go somewhere and we you know the dramatic shutdown and the the reopening has not been so amazingly clear so um on Sunday for the first time, I felt like we, I felt like something what I felt on a normal Sunday pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. It was like, and and he, that first hymn on, on our traditional service, what was it? Christ, Christ the Lord is risen today. It was like incredible hearing, because we haven't heard, really heard singing other than like Heidi and the organ for a while. And like you could hear the people singing and it was just like awesome. Ron says we're amusing Methodists. And, so. and Mort says I need a real cup for, for my coffee. <laughs> this is my Turkish coffee cup. and um, That's what you're supposed to drink. <laughs> it's, Any more than that? <laughs> too much. But this is, this is the perfect is size it? for letting the grounds kind of go down to the bottom. But it is quite tiny, I, I must admit. It's like an espresso shot kind of, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, how was your weekend and week, Jill? Um, it was awesome. Just and not for any particular reason other than it was Easter. And yeah. the weather was gorgeous. And I got to see some kids. So That's cool. So yeah, Saturday you had your kids' yeah. stuff. That's fun. Yep, it was pretty cool. I had a good weekend. Nothing uh, abnormal other than Easter. Being with family a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Last week was busy because it's Holy Week, so this week's a little more chill. But yesterday was the championship game for the NCAA men's team, and Sunday was the women's, and that was exciting. Did you guys watch? I did not. I turned on my television, and I had the antenna because I refused to pay for uh, for 
cable and Walker Texas Ranger was on and the, the fact that I have not seen Walker Texas Ranger for like nine years or ten years and that I just bought the Chuck and you Norris have, yes, you have signature Chuck Norris edition workout. of the total fitness have we told machine. the podcast about your fitness <laughs> yes we we have mentioned that before but it's really not a it's uses body weight there's, there's nothing like harsh about it um it's not incredibly intuitive to begin with, but once you get it, you understand what's going on, and it it really is is something that I'm glad that I have. It's Chris's workout machine. We also have been walking together, which we walked for a long time yesterday, which was fun. So not quite four miles yesterday. Yeah, like just over three and a half. So we did good. So if you see Chris and I out there walking, if we're in front of your car, hi. please honk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> If we're beside you, you can wave and yell. Yeah. Well, don't do that. I don't <laughs> like that when I'm walking and people surprise me. You can maybe do that. I don't know. Anyways, so so did you watch the basketball at all? I did not. Okay. Well, Baylor won. So I'm happy for Pastor Mike. Yes. So we have an ex-pastor. Is that what you call him? A previous He is a pastor who is appointed to uh, charge outside the yes. local church. Yeah. So he is... Uh, he was a big Baylor fan, so if you know Mike, say hi and congrats. And that was their first win in a very long time for Baylor. But they had an incredible team. Yeah, they were like top notch. So anyways, that's the basketball. But you guys didn't watch, so it's not super fun to talk about. <laughs> anyways, we have in other news, this is not yet animal news, but I was excited to share a new story from McDonald's because McDonald's has a new McFlurry that we're going to be able to beginning May 3rd. Oh, so that's still a month away. we got to wait this for This podcast it. sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So do you guys get McFlurries? I do. I find okay. the McFlurry to be a good value for a frozen treat. Got you. You get McFlurries? Um, when I go to McDonald's, I usually get the cone. Okay. I do not get McFlurries. I was saying earlier I like the cone with uh, the cookies, the chocolate chip cookies. That's a really good treat, and it's cheap. But McDonald's is having a new McFlurry flavor. Beginning May 3rd, they're adding a caramel brownie McFlurry to its menus in U.S. locations for a limited time. So it's only limited, so you have to get it when it's there. That's brilliant marketing from fast food. Um, <laughs> it combines uh, vanilla soft serve ice cream with brownie pieces and caramel topping that's blended throughout. Uh, that sounds really good to me. That sounds that sound pretty good. exciting. I'm a brownie fan, so. Uh, but it says some McDonald's fans might recognize the caramel brownie McFlurry because it was served in Canadian locations since 2017, which is pretty cool to look at McDonald's around the world and the different things they serve. At different places. In fact, McFlurry is a Canadian creation that debuted in 1995 at the restaurant in New Brunswick. And now it's a menu staple served in over 100 countries. Can I tell you something about what happens to McDonald's McFlurry machines? Okay, go with it. Okay, they up, break down. Up in the air, somewhere way up above our atmosphere, there is a satellite. And at a particular moment in time, every day, that satellite sends a signal to Shut the McFlurry machine. machines. And they go into what is known as 
heat mode. Um, Melinda and I were traveling back in the days when we would travel like half the night or something because we were not yet grandparents and we could do such things. And all we wanted was McDonald's ice cream. And we stopped at like five different McDonald's and got the same response every time. The machine's in heat mode. The machine's in heat mode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Heat mode. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you can only get it to a certain time and then... Kathy, who are you asking about wearing a cowboy hat? Is that, um, are you asking Jill? I'm going to start wearing a cowboy hat now. What was that in reference to? Oh, walk, that was your, oh, your Texas oh, Ranger. Texas Ranger. <laughs> that was your Texas Ranger. Oh, gosh. Instead of the, what's up? Instead Reddington, of Raymond right? Reddington. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Walker yeah. does not take the place of Reddington. Yeah, yeah. So. Kathy, you you make more messages when you're not in person, <laughs> but that's good. We like when it. you're on we vacation, Kathy. So the brownie McFlurry starts May third. Limited time. It doesn't say when they leave, so we got to get it while we go. It was funny. Part of the article says fast food chains are constantly competing for customers' dollars and attention, and specialty offerings are a way to cut through the noise. <laughs> McDonald's regularly adds different McFlurry flavors to the menus with Reese's Chip Toy and Snickerdoodles. In February and March, McDonald's offered an Oreo Shamrock McFlurry for a limited time to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But this will be pretty cool, so if you want to check it out, hopefully Danville gets it. It says U.S. location, so should be. It was on a CNN, so the big, big chain news. So we should get it starting May 3rd, so... Go to McDonald's, ask him for a caramel brownie McFlurry. Tell him Centenary sent you. Yeah. Yeah, and that they need to sponsor our podcast. And and if they're not there, just get an ice cream cone with two chocolate chip cookies. That's one of the best fast food desserts that's cheap. It's just like two bucks. It's really good. But anyways, so that's McDonald's news. We also have animal news. Which I am I, I love animal news because it never fails to disappoint. Like there's always some piece of animal it news. It never fails to disappoint. <laughs> it always... <laughs> yeah, so it always uh, points. We're always exciting. <laughs> no, it's always exciting. Okay, okay always know. exciting works. Never fails to disappoint. Okay, it's yeah. always disappoint. Never fails to not disappoint. Is that Math it? guy. That's triple I... I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the it's saying is always exciting. <laughs> You're right. It's, <laughs> it's fun. It's exciting. And normally there are not cow stories, animal stories. Today it's a cow story. Apparently there was a loose cow trotting along in Atlanta area interstate, which I can't read, ties up traffic for an hour. It was interstate 285 in Atlanta. And there was uh, a call. Um, and they were a cow walking around, which I have not seen on an interstate before myself. That sounds very dangerous. A usual, uh, unusual cause for de delay was a loose cow. Police in Dunwoody, Georgia, responded to a traffic jam Saturday morning on the interstate that circles Atlanta around 9 a.m. because a cow was running on the interstate, which I also haven't really seen a cow run before in my life. Oh, and be, I, yes. oh, cows are such herd animals. But the one idea of starts, seeing one. The others will start. Yeah, okay. and, and one singular cow, it, it would seem like the cow wouldn't know what to do. But yeah. um, as you can imagine, traffic was not moving very quickly. 
And so Atlanta on Saturday. Oh gosh, that's very true. <laughs> that you you were thinking about that. Don't <laughs> milk it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The cow fell out of a livestock trailer. Which that would hurt if you were on the interstate. And can how surprising would it be to see a cow tumble out? <laughs> yeah. Like, the car right behind sees the cow tumbling out. And, and has to stop, and so got a real beef with the driver oh that didn't gosh. close the door. Oh my gosh! And then, yeah, see, this is why animal <laughs> news is fun. And it said the officers actually had to get a rope from a bystander, from a regular old citizen, <laughs> to capture the cow. Like they didn't have their <laughs> own rope. Like best. they didn't get trained for this. Actually, <laughs> it said at one point three lanes of highway were closed, but traffic returned to normal after about an hour. Uh, the officer says, the department says, chasing people is a norm for officers. However, chasing cows on the interstate, not so much. If that cow blocked three lanes of traffic, that had to be a really big cow. Yeah, for real. Wow. You know, and it says their traffic returned to normal. It was just a normal traffic jam around Atlanta then. Yeah, that's Atlanta true. is the worst place to try to drive around. Okay. But that, that story is utterly funny. That is... <laughs> Chris is going at it today. Uh, I will tell you that I I saw cows, cattle wandering around when I was in India in traffic, mm -hmm. like in the midst of middle of the road. But I've not seen that much in America. But India, it's, sometimes in streamlined, the, cows, the cows like to wander through. Really? Yeah. That's cool. There was a turkey there last week. Yeah. And did the cows want to eat the turkey? Or? I don't know. I have a series of cow jokes okay. that I want someone to help me out with. Okay. 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 Go with them. So, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Okay. Oh, okay. What do you call a so, cow with one leg? Listening? Huh? What do you call it? Well, no, 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 because I'm missing one. Okay. A cow, oh. a cow with one leg is called steak. Uh -huh. That's okay. funny. Uh -huh. Yeah. What do you call I a like cow with one. two legs? Lean beef. Okay. But I don't know what you oh, call it's leaning. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you call a cow with three legs. So that's where I need the help. If anybody knows the rest of that joke, isn't please there, let me know. Isn't there a joke, and it's like the punchline is utter destruction. <laughs> yeah, what do you get when a cow jumps over a barbed wire? Oh yes! Oh, oh man, that would hurt. Oh, 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 oh man, no. I'm holding my <laughs> So I I, yeah, I let me let me redeem this conversation just a little bit. Okay. My son, Nathan, the very first joke that he ever told me that he made up. Yeah. We were driving. We were driving past the library. And he said, Mom, what do you get when you cross a cow in church? You get a cow that sings a lot. <laughs> That's forget. really good. That's really good. That's it's definitely funny. a pre-pandemic joke. Yeah, yeah but, a lot. Oh, like yeah, he said it like sure. that would be the worst thing ever. A lot, yeah, a lot. like a lot of singing <laughs> from the cows. That's cool. Awesome. But we could talk about this until the cows come home. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. What crashed through the center bookstore? Was there a cow that crashed through the center bookstore? Oh know? no, is that today? Something happened today? Barb Duffy says, Jill, what crashed through the center bookstore? Try to. Try to. Okay, okay, sorry. We're we're watching the. We're looking at the Facebook comments, which normally we have Kathy here to do. So <laughs> we're struggling with that. Well, okay. I was also gonna say recently. I don't 
cook much beef anymore. Partially because turkey, ground turkey, is cheaper and it's healthier. That's part of it. So I really don't get beef. That it really much. tastes fine. And it tastes fine if you. I mean, you're gonna put taco seasoning on everything and you know make it taste good. So I do turkey. And actually, beef is eating beef is one of the worst meats to eat for the environment too because it takes a lot of. But anyways, that's a side note. But Barbara says, "Was it a goat? Something crashed through the center bookstore." I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> that seems like a memorable event to me. Barb. There are two women in our church named Barb that I'm learning their names. So, Barb Duffy and Barb Shogren uh, is also Barb. Yeah. As well. We have Barb Ayers. I'm learning. We have a it, like this several. Easter was like Barb. I'm learning new people's names again and again. And so, because in August I didn't learn everyone's name, I just learned the people that you know were here. We're there. But now we're there's here. more, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. Okay, anyways, we got to move on to the main topic. We are (laughs) wandering through traffic slowly, and we are getting stopped by the cows. Um, Today, we're going to talk about Sabbath a little bit, which I'm excited about. I love talking about Sabbath. I love reading about Sabbath. I think it is uh, really important for Christians to talk about. Um, And it's often overlooked for various reasons. But also we are talking about it because Laura Bailey asked us to talk about us and ask us a question about it. And we want to have you all ask, ooh, Kathy says, moving on. And we are. Uh, oh, that was when I'm laughing. Um, we want you all to ask us and say, hey, we'd love for you to talk about this or, or think about this or whatnot. So we're talking about Sabbath. She had a specific question, what we'll get to. Um, but... Um, when we think about Sabbath, one of my first things is like, is Sabbath still a thing? Or did Jesus say like, okay, we don't have to Sabbath. Um, and it's actually interesting because last night I was watching the NCAA tournament with one of my buddies and he was talking about this. And for some reason, he was talking about one of his sermons he listened to about the law. And he was like, yeah. And Jesus basically said, oh, we don't have to do Sabbath anymore, which I actually disagree with. Yeah, um, I I'm not, uh, there are many New Testament scholars that think Jesus just did away with the Sabbath. But what I think Jesus did is that he critiqued the way that the Pharisees and the Jews of the day were were doing Sabbath. Um, And I don't, I think we see that Jesus actually does practice Sabbath. He just does it very differently. Um, So I think that's important. Um, That I think it's. Uh, But I also think it's less, it is a command. Like, you look at the Ten Commandments, and the biggest one, like, if you look at them, read them, like, there's this huge paragraph on Sabbath, and other ones are, like, four words. You know, don't commit murder or whatever. I don't know. And, And so you think, like, if you look at that and the amount of space that the writers take up for Sabbath, you're like, that's got to be the most important one, which is kind of interesting. It was seen to be kind of a sign of the covenant between Yahweh and his people, the yes, keeping yes. of the Sabbath. And when they go into exile, I mean, part of part of the explanation of the exile is that this is the accumulated Sabbaths hmm. that you as my people yeah. have failed to keep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and with that, it's interesting because in the day, like when Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment, that kind of the... The, the conversation of the day around that question, Sabbath was one of the commands that could have been that different teachers thought Sabbath or um, 
what were some of the other ones? I don't know, but Sabbath was definitely a mark of the Jewish people and something that I thought was really, really important. Um, but I wanted to mention, um, I, I think Sabbath is a command, but I also think it's kind of just like uh, similar to like the law of gravity. It's just the way the world works. Like God, God made the world in seven days and on the seventh day he rested. And so that's why we're told in that case, he made the world in six days. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's seven days of creation, but there's, yeah. So, um, which I think it's important that we understand that we as humans and really creation also has kind of this rhythm where we need rest. <laughs> like if you work yourself to death, you're going to need rest at some point we know. And, and I think God has just kind of programmed that in for every seven days. It's interesting because um, the French in the French Revolution tried to change the calendar. And they made this new calendar that actually each week was 10 days. And I wanted to reference this. Yeah, it's long. And like people, uh, I've heard from a pastor that preached about this, although I tried to find the primary source for this and I couldn't necessarily find it. But he was suggesting that during this time, there was like higher times or, or a higher percentage of anxiety and depression and suicide um, as they were trying to change the calendar. They were basically trying to be not Christian. They were trying to be secular in so many ways. And so they made the calendar 10, uh, the week 10 days um, with one day of rest. But it just didn't work. They, they actually held it from, what they say, 1790. Three to 1805 or something. It was like 12, yeah, it was 12 years. 12 years. And so they did it um, in France. Um, and then Napoleon was like, okay, we're scrapping this. We're going back to the, like, it's not working. And, and it just doesn't work. And when we try to work too much without resting, um, it doesn't work very well. Either. And it's really intriguing. I get into this stuff. Uh, you know, the origins of the 24 hour day made up of hours of 60 minutes made up of set you know how how this comes about is uh you know there, there's a little bit of a controversy surrounding that and when the seven day week began yeah. and uh you, know, you would think of lunar cycles of more like 28 days and so that that works out for for that purpose which is why i think ultimately it happened but um yeah. the the root of the word sabbath shabbat is to stop is yeah. to cease yeah. and um that's at the core of this the, mm -hmm. this this stopping this ceasing the uh the regular rhythm of of our life yeah and so if we believe that we are created with an end in mind if we believe yeah. that we are created to live in a world that god has made that follows certain laws and certain rhythms, um, then we can, you know, we can push up against those laws and rhythms yeah. and never really achieve abundant life, or we can get our own lives in sync with those laws and rhythms and um, have a better chance at living abundantly, of experiencing um, hope and joy and the Sabbath is, is one of those things. Um, yeah. You know, you, you can talk about that in any sphere of life. You know, you can you can talk about that with uh, you know the ethics of, of how we live. You can talk about that with loving our neighbors as ourselves. But very specifically, the Sabbath. Um, and many Christians think about the Sabbath as Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 
in fact, if you had asked my grandparents, when is the Sabbath, uh, they would say, you know, honor the Sabbath by, by keeping Sunday, not, not washing clothes on Sunday, not, yeah, yeah. not doing work on Sunday. Um, and there used to be a lot of, were, were they blue laws? Blue laws. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where businesses were shut down and. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, there's still things you can't buy before one o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, uh, Chick Fil A. <laughs> you can't buy Chick Fil A <laughs> on Sunday. Period. <laughs> yeah, we we often thanks travel be on to Sunday. God, praise God for Chick Fil A. No, I'm joking. They're great. There are great chickens. So. <laughs> um, so what what really happens is is that there's we we've sort of taken the Jewish idea of Sabbath, mm -hmm. and Christians over the over the years have have not really transitioned the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, but in the popular imagination, um, yes, yeah. that has gone from Saturday to Sunday. Yeah. And so people will ask, all right, then, then why not? Why not the Sabbath on Saturday? Yeah. And here we are, the Tuesday after Easter, and uh, it's the first day of the week mm -hmm. when Jesus is discovered to no longer be in the tomb. And Sunday, yeah. it's no accident that the first day of the week is just, it's like a new creation. God's doing it again. Um, God is, is starting something new. So with the resurrection of Jesus, there is a new thing that is yeah. that is yeah. happening. And Christians celebrate that day of the week on which Jesus was raised. And so every yeah. every Sunday is a little Easter. And that's why Sundays are not a part of Lent, because no matter how long the fast is, 40 yeah. days, yeah. it's punctuated by, by these little celebrations of, uh, of the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I think, um, I think as we, we talk about, so you're talking about celebration, that's an important part of Sabbath. As we talk about Sabbath, I think people ask, okay, so what, um, for example, um, Laura asks, like, is it okay to like garden on the Sabbath? Um, like what is okay on this? Like what should I do on the Sabbath? What should I not do? Uh, and I think it's important to ask because like the Sabbath is not supposed to be just a day off work where you just get all your like chores done. <laughs> like um, actually Eugene Peterson called that a bastard Sabbath. Hmm. Uh, that's what he said. Like it's not just for doing all your errands, um, which I think it's good that we have Saturday to do that or if, whatever day you choose to do that. Um, but that's not exactly what is meant for, for a Sabbath. And, like, gardening. Okay, so the do first thing. Do you love Do you love yeah, it? Yeah, there you go. Or is it work? Yeah, and, and the first <laughs> thing, yeah, like Chris said, Sabbath means stop. So I think the first thing is stop. Like, stop working. Um, and different people work differently. Some people have work that is physical, and so stopping from the physical is important. Other people, like Chris and I, just sit around and no, I'm joking. We we have a lot of relational work, and we also have like intellectual thinking and planning and whatnot. So like physical work to me is not. And in fact, you could say gardening is like the ultimate Sabbath because that's in the Garden of Eden. Like that's where we started. Um, although that could be work as well. But um, it it depends on for you what you feel like is working, what is not. So for example, for me on my Sabbath, I have to tell myself to stop thinking about work. Like I because my mind runs on, okay, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. I'm like, okay, I have to stop. And that's that's a struggle for me. Now, uh, you just used a phrase there, my Sabbath. 
which yeah. I think we need to we need to like unpack a little bit. Yeah. Um, so very obviously in the Old Testament, the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, which mm -hmm. is Saturday. And um, so in the Old Testament law, if you were a Jew, if you are a Jew, there is no question as to when the Sabbath is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you are a Christian, then you are you are not bound by the ceremonial parts of the Old Testament law. Now, I would argue that we are bound by the ethical parts of the Old Testament law. Yeah, yeah. But the ceremonial parts of the Old Testament law are for the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And as, as Christians, we are not a part of the Jewish nation. Um, and so, therefore, the, the ceremonial worship type things are, are not... They're intended for a specific people in a specific yeah. time. Yeah. So... The, the ethical and the ceremonial, I think what the Old Testament teaches us is that we've got to get into this rhythm. And yeah, yeah. whether you are Jewish or whether you are Christian or whether you are, are a non-believer, the, the fact of the matter is, and, and we take it as an ontological fact, that God created the world and he created it in such a way as, <laughs> he created it in such a way as that if we submit to this, rhythm of work, rest, work, rest, mm -hmm. um, we will be whole people in a way that we can't yeah. be whole people yeah. if we don't submit to that. And to all of the people, to all of my colleagues, to, to everybody who said, well, I just can't do that. I can't take a Sabbath day. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a sense in which you will never, you will never be everything that you could be. Uh, you're probably going to have heart, high blood pressure. Um, you're probably yeah. going to take your Sabbaths all at once after you have a heart attack. Yeah. Yep. And, um, you, you know, you're, you're out for three or four months. You, yeah. you just, you've got to understand that, that this is how we're made. And yeah. if we don't give in to how we're made. And so there are a lot of these ceremonial things that, that have underpinnings. Uh, you know, the, the, the period of mourning following a death. Yeah. You know, um, we are not tied to the Jewish understanding of of how long that should be of what that should look like that's a part of the ceremonial law uh, mm -hmm. but try not mourning a death of someone that, yeah. that is incredibly important to you and uh, you'll you'll see how um, therapy is needed and, and yeah. you know we gotta, yeah, gotta sure. really follow those rhythms so the rhythm of the Sabbath when you say my Sabbath you know what what you've done is you have decided I am going to place myself into this rhythm of how God made me, mm -hmm. and I am going to choose what's your day. So Friday, I do Sabbath on Friday, and Friday, Friday is mine also. And so, uh, you know, consequently, the rhythm is not the same as that yeah. for a Jewish person. Yeah. Um, for many Christians, Sunday is kind of that day of rest. Mm -hmm. um, for us, it's not. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's often anything but a day of a day of rest. Um, but at the same yeah. time, I think what we're being called to do is is to identify a time, yeah. um, a time to cease, a time yeah. to stop, and in that ceasing and stopping, it's mm -hmm. ceasing and stopping the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks different than the rest of your days. Yeah, and and more says mowing the grass is medi meditative to me, and I mow on Sunday, and I don't feel guilty. I agree. Like that—that's something that I would do sometimes on a Sabbath. I don't right now because I live in a townhome. Um, but but and there are some things that I can do and I feel okay doing on the Sabbath. But there also 
certain Sunday times I Sabbath, I don't do them because I'm like, do I feel like I have to do this on this day? And uh, so it's it's really a matter of the heart and what for you. Um, yeah, I like how Laura says gardening is how she connects with God and yep. relieves stress. I feel the exact same way about gardening. There you go. I love to get out there. And yeah. And that's good. And and honestly, for me, like, sometimes I clean on Sabbath. And that is not... Sometimes I, I don't do a whole lot. But sometimes, to me, it, to me, that's not like... As long as it's not like I feel like I have a checklist to do it, it actually makes me feel great. <laughs> you know, cleaning the bathroom, you're like... Now this is clean. I feel great. <laughs> so, and I feel this is going to sound strange, but like going through mail and paying bills, that's that's not something that I dislike mm-hmm. doing. In fact, it's something that that I kind of enjoy. Now, you're putting yeah. it back into order. Yeah, yeah I'm putting things go. back in. I'm taking the chaos and moving it to order. Yeah. So for for me and for my understanding as yeah. as a a Christian, um, we've. We've got the what what you will often refer to as the formational piece. How are we yeah. being formed yeah. by our practice? Yeah. And our practice either draws us closer to God um, or yeah, moves us absolutely. farther from God. And so if we identify a Sabbath, what we need to do during that Sabbath um, are things that that draw us closer yeah. to God in whatever whatever ways. Are available to us and we need to avoid those things which which would take our minds elsewhere and, and yeah would, would make us frustrated and uh, which I think um, yeah I, I'll, I'll one of the things I wanted to say is I have a, a couple more pieces to Sabbath that are important and one is worship like I think Sabbath is to be a holy day um, and so worshiping is a big part of that when Jesus like when Jesus talks about rest, he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So to me, um, I don't think it's wrong, like, to do other things, like, but when a, a good Sabbath to me is not just sitting on the couch and watching TV all day. That's not a good Sabbath to me. A good Sabbath is person uh, intentionally drawing near to Christ. In order, one, to focus my life, but also to rest in Him, because that's where we find real rest. Um, and so that's important to me. And and however you Sabbath, it's it's supposed to be worship. It's supposed to be a centering of your life and drawing you closer to God, what Chris said. Um, so so And that's one reason why worship on Sunday morning works for people who are not that's not their job that works as, as, as part of Sabbath. And then the last thing I wanted to say as part of Sabbath is we're supposed to enjoy. One, we enjoy God. Like we enjoy our relationship with God. Um, and sometimes we have to learn to do that because all of our lives we've thought of this as a duty or something that we have to do. But really enjoying God is like ultimate. And that's what like heaven, the Sabbath rest of enjoying God is. Uh, but it's also like enjoying God's creation too. Like uh, things that you like to do, do on Sabbath. Like plan to do them on Sabbath. Like whatever food you like, or um, whatever you like going on a hike or whatnot. Do all those things on Sabbath. Plan on to do some that. Good music. Yeah, good music. And give thanks to God mm-hmm. for it as as you are doing that. Have have 
friends and hang out with people that you love and, and care about and have, you know, un, unscheduled or whatever time. The, the Jewish ideas about Sabbath are, are often misrepresented in, in Christian circles. Mm-hmm. And, and that's possibly because our New Testament writers are, are really critiquing some of the Sabbath practices and observances. Um, but if you have Jewish friends, uh, you know that they will, they will identify the Sabbath and the keeping of the Sabbath not as an obligation that is to be grumbled about, yeah, but as a as a joy, joy and a gift, yeah, and a gift, holy joy that mm-hmm. that God has God has given to them, and so that that attitude is certainly one that we need to bring into our keeping of Sabbath as well. Uh, it's not an obligation that we should be so worried about or so yeah. so. Um, that for for example, uh, you, you were able to walk about a thousand yards on the Sabbath before it was considered work. Uh, you're not supposed to cook on the Sabbath in, in yeah. Israelite culture. Um, again, if we eat pork and shellfish, you know, we're not following the ceremonial laws. We're not following uh, yeah. those kinds of things. But these, these are the prescriptions that had been put on top of the observance of the Sabbath over the years, which are easy, are easy for us to kind of laugh at and, um, yeah. The basis behind them, though, was for the people to, to love God more thoroughly and to appreciate God's goodness to them. And, and I think that's the thing we can carry from that is, uh, you know, maybe there are some things I shouldn't do yeah. on my Sabbath. Um, maybe there are limits that I should have, but I sh- shouldn't necessarily impose those limits on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also part of the, in Deuteronomy, part of the purpose of the Sabbath is remember you were slaves. So the purpose is we give and... I, as a human, and I, as a person who has power, give Sabbath rest to others. Like It's like, your animals rest, and your slaves rest. They are slaves, but they're people, and we're going to give them a day of rest also. And that was important um, as a means of, I'm not going to do this to allow someone else to have a day off, too, as well. So that's like... Yeah, in the ancient world, it really was unusual um, for uh, those who were enslaved to have a day off along yeah. with those that uh, that owned them at that point. Uh, yeah. But but that's where we, we come to in the Old Testament. You know, everybody is to take the day. It's yeah. a good, healthy boundary set. Yeah, yeah there you go. Around yeah. your life and worship. Yeah. So um, it's 4 o'clock, so I want to move a little bit and wrap us up a little bit. But some, I just share a couple of tips or ideas for practicing Sabbath, and we can all kind of chime in. But one in uh, our current digital age uh, for Sabbath, for me, it's a good Sabbath if I um, either don't have screens <laughs> or I'm, I definitely don't get on social media on Sabbath. That's important. Um, and actually, when I do a Sabbath with no screens, that's really the best because I'm a lot more restful restful and i'm getting into my body more and i'm appreciating like the world around me and like the fact that god is with me here right now even in the boring moments that we have without social media together on the podcast (laughs) how boring we are you know you're waiting in line and you normally go to your phone to look at something and it's like god's there with you so don't um spend focused time with god like I said before, like a Sabbath is not a Sabbath unless you have 
intentional times of worship and enjoying uh, just the presence of God. I think that's important. And then also plan things you really like and do them together. Do them um, all on one. Like Sabbath is a thing. It's uh, Lots of spiritual practices are like this. But once you start practicing it regularly at the beginning, sometimes it's hard and it's, and it's work to do. But once you start doing them, you're like, I can't imagine living the other way. And Sabbath is like that, like, I don't know any, like, the way I practice Sabbath, I don't know why you would not want to Sabbath. Like, it, yeah. it, it's it's such a good thing, right? And so... Uh, it's life-giving. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not, um, it's important to note that Sabbath is not a selfish thing. Like, for me, um, I'm an introvert, so I love being alone, and I spend time alone on Sabbath, but I do it with other people. But it's not just okay, so John can get recharged and have good times. I see Sabbath as a way of loving others so that I can do my job well, so that I can love others well. Um, I need that time alone with God, and I need times where I have, you know, my own good times of rest so that then I can work um, with all my heart uh, to serve and love others the way God has called me to. So, Laura is asking whether, she's talking about the devotional time that, that we had and wondering if, uh, like, if Jesus did most of his prayer and worship on the Sabbath or if uh, if there was kind of a daily rhythm too. And um, I think we see when Jesus goes off to pray, yeah. um, gets away from people for a while. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of an everyday walk with God. And, and so. that's, so that's kind of in the evangelical tradition, the, the quiet time. Like, so in the, uh, some of the other traditions, like they have the Ignatian prayer of examine and they're like, okay, at the end of the day, reflect on your day and have this kind of quiet time. And so, there's different ways, different traditions do that, but but living living alongside God on a daily and weekly basis mm -hmm. um, is something that we're absolutely called to. Yeah. And so while we're talking about Sabbath, um, one of our bishops used to say, you know, place Sabbath moments in your day every day. Yeah. And uh, whether that's the prayer of examine or whether that is kind of a quiet time, uh, a meditation on the scriptures in the morning or, or whenever um, mm -hmm. there is, there is a, you know, a, a Sabbath that we set aside and then there's a yeah. kind of a Sabbath moments that we can have in the day. Okay. Quick question to Jill. Yes. So uh, stage of life is important for Sabbath. So how do you Sabbath with kids or with a baby who poops every two, <laughs> two hours? <laughs> got any ideas um it's just a really hard time i'm <laughs> yeah, and i can't yeah. speak to like young men but young women yeah through sure. my experience have a very difficult time mm -hmm. with um sort of other people's imposition of sabbath because there isn't a, yeah, a, yeah, a rest sure. time especially when your children are very young it's very hard to find any time at all yeah <laughs> yeah um when I was in that stage of life, I would put the kids to bed a little early and I would stay up later. That worked for me. Um, but I think that is where your friends and your family, the people who care yeah. about you, can really come in and help. They can um, give you a break. Mm -hmm. They can do it alongside you. So mm -hmm. you're not, it, it can be lonely work. Yeah. Raising sure. children, yeah. Uh, especially if you're in doing it full time from your house. Yeah. Um, and so I think really to have other people around you is very, very important. And then just to recognize too, that God's not mad at you if you missed your devotional time. Mm 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there sure. you shouldn't have to take on a guilt of I didn't. You know, I'm I'm doing really badly at this. I think you just have to do things in the moment too. Like when my kids are up in the middle of the night, sometimes I would sing to them, um, and I would run mm -hmm. out of things to sing to them. So I would get the hymnal down and mm -hmm. just sing out of the hymnal, okay. not because it was holier, <laughs> just because it was it was it was something. Yeah, it was yeah. easier to do for me to sing from something I could see. Yeah. But you didn't um, have all of Billy Joel's songs memorized. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're laid out in front of me, but I do have a hymnal yeah. at my house. And so yeah. that's what I would do. Um, that's cool. um, and, and honestly, it's not because I was trying to be extra holy. It was just what I had. <laughs> what I was yeah. hanging yeah. on to there in the middle of the night. Um, so you, you really emphasized like, it doesn't. You don't have to be legalistic, and that was one don't of the things be that Jesus because really it's, fought against. It, yeah. You're just gonna. If you're legalistic about Sabbath, you're not having yeah. a good Sabbath. Yeah, that's just my own. Um, and then you have to catch it a little bit here, a little bit there. You got a baby yeah. in your arms sleeping, or you've got some, you know, your child going down the slide by themselves. You can, you know, say say some thanks. Sure, um, it's hard cool. time, and I don't want any young women to feel like they are failing at life because they don't have a moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, That's important. It's important to realize that this too is going to go yeah, someday and you won't always there. be in that season. Eventually they'll be able to use the bathroom on their own, right? And drive. <laughs> and drive. Oh, yeah, and drive. And drive, and then you're like, hey, I don't even have to go to the store anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. So practice no, Sabbath. It's hard. Yeah. You feel yeah. like and it's going to go on forever when you're in one of those times and you just can't see a way out of it. And, and that's one, also what she said is one reason why I like saying practice. Because it's like, practice, we're not going to get it perfect. But let's, Maybe let's, never. let's practice. Yeah. But you can still practice yeah and practice it in a way that brings joy mm -hmm. uh, yeah. if if it it's a if, burden on you if you're yeah if you're approaching it in such a way that if you don't do just right you're going to feel guilty and burdened and yeah. beat yourself up you're not you're not sabbathing right yep. if uh, if your practice does not lead to growth and love and peace yeah, um, yeah. and we we experience that in different times in different stages of our lives as Jill's talking about here. I remember yeah. being a young father. Now I'm a young grandfather. Nice. And, yeah. um, and if you are in different. a space where you honestly are, are cannot get even one moment, you need some good help. You need some friends. Yeah. You need some uh, babysitters. You really do need, and you deserve and you should have a break. Yeah. A good Mother's Morning Out program. There you go. Might save you. Yeah, for sure. Like so. it did me. Cool. When my husband was deployed at sea and I was doing 24-7. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, we could talk about this for a long time. And I would be very happy to do so, but we're going to wrap it up. So that's our conversation about Sabbath. There's more to talk about. There's more to talk, um, to think through. Um if you want any books to read on Sabbath, I have a lot, so I can recommend them to you. Um, but, and we could do a big, long series, sermon series on Sabbath, too. But and we're not. Talk to God about it. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. It's a good yeah. conversation. That, that's, yeah. So, a few announcements for our church and what we're doing. 
Uh, we're doing Wednesday nights for the next six weeks. We're doing the parables of Jesus. So tomorrow we're doing the unforgiving servant, which I'm excited about. You'll be able to watch that online or come in person. Yeah. It will be in our multi-purpose room. At 6.30. So that's pretty cool. If uh, you ordered flowers for Easter, come and you didn't pick them up on Sunday, come pick them up. Uh, Paul is placing them over here on the CLC side. Uh, so come and, and grab them from the offices and uh, we're excited for you to have them. And then do you want to say anything about Pine Cove City? Yes, Pine Cove City, we're still registering. I still have scholarship codes. If I run out of scholarship codes, I will go and buy some more. Um, tell all your neighbors and send them all to me. I will give you a code that will be worth a ginormous amount off of the registration for um, Pine Cove City. And it's an amazing week. It is so much fun. I've never seen a group of kids run in somewhere already excited about the day like they do to come to camp. City. It yep. is really That's unbelievable. Cool. Yep. That's cool. They're so happy. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Do you still need people to I host? Yes, and I, if you have thought about hosting, uh, give me a call. I will talk about it with you. Um, I've done it before now, so I can speak from experience. It's actually just a blessing. Yeah. It is amazing. And I don't cook that well, so don't be let that like stop you. If you need help with cooking. I have some great uh, crock pot recipes that you could use. That's my favorite. We tried to grill out one night when they were here, and it poured and poured and poured, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh. But it was still good. They're the most awesome. polite young people that you have ever met in your entire yeah. life. Yeah. And then, do, do we worship the Sunday after Easter? We do. Oh, we Every do. Every year, so we're doing it again. Oh. Easter. We're so in Easter season it'll now. It'll be a dip in attendance, like normal. But we do worship. Uh, yeah, like Jill said, it's the season of Easter. So I'll be wearing my beautiful white robe. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I like that. That's cool. For Easter season. So come on Sunday 9 and 11.15 and worship and celebrate the resurrection again. Uh, I'm going to play music. Send us out. All right. Bless us, Chris. All right. Oh, the sound. In this Easter season, may the risen Lord guide you, love you, 